When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the A-List Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And welcome to another edition of the A-List Podcast. I am your host, Aishra Blakely, with the co-host, with the most, Kwani A. Lunas. How you doing, Kwani? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing incredibly well because I've had an incredibly, amazingly, I wouldn't say awesome, just pretty damn lucky kind of day. Um, as as you, as you know, I'm out here in L.A. Uh, covering the Celtics. They play the uh, the Lakers on Tuesday. They play the Clippers on Wednesday. So I'm, I've been out here. I got out here Sunday. But uh, today was unlike any day I've had out west in a, like ever. What happened? I'm in my, well, I'm in my car, and I'm heading back to my hotel after Celtics availability this this afternoon. And there's a a car to my right that sideswipes another car and the car that gets gets or it's not side but got t-boned okay and that car that got t-boned starts to veer in my lane and i'm seeing it coming my way and so i immediately switch out of the lane and thankfully there was no traffic in the lane that i quickly shifted into and the car that got hit then sideswiped the car that was in front of me so long story short within about could have been no more than maybe four seconds. The car behind me got T-boned. Car in front of me got sideswiped. And that was kind of pretty much my day in a nutshell. Just, was everyone okay? Did everyone come out? Yeah. But, man, I mean, it's it, it's crazy how – because, you know, I was thinking about this. And me and the guy who got sideswiped who was in front of me, we were talking about this after, after it happened. He was just like, damn, you are incredibly lucky today because you were within a second of either oh, getting yeah. T-boned or getting sideswiped, uh, and, and so I, I'm, I'm feeling incredibly blessed and incre- incredibly fortunate to be here. Not uh, for any other reason than the fact that you know, um, you just never know how those things can play out. Absolutely, it could have been. You never worse. know. So yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit more, uh, you know, blessed yeah. to, to kind of be able to do the podcast and, and then talk about like what I call first world problems, like why can't the Celtics win more games? Why? <laughs> Why Jalen Brown keep holding up with that damn hamstring? What's, what's going on? Those are first world problems. And, and days like this remind me that, yeah, we absolutely have to talk about this stuff. But then when you start looking at the big picture, yeah, it they kind of fall into that first world problem silo. Not that important you know, in the so, long term. But you yeah. were at practice, as you mentioned, and you did have a chance to speak to the players and coaches after that practice, what did you learn today? Or on- Well, we, we spoke to a couple, a couple of players. We spoke to Aaron Neesmith, who was coming off a real big game in Portland where he was knocking down shots, which, as I, you know, politely reminded him, that's kind of why they drafted you. Uh, so it was good for him to see those shots go down. He talked about that. We uh, talked with Marcus Smart a little bit about just really the, the way this team is, is just kind of really – pivoted of late and and just the key to sustaining this really good play and, and they're feeling good about that and obviously we talked to head coach Ime Udoka uh just about the team in general obviously got an update 
on Jalen Brown, who's questionable with that hamstring. Uh, I don't get the sense that we will see him uh, here in L.A. playing. Mm. Uh, I'm not I don't really get a sense that there is a sense of urgency to bring him back. And partly because, one, hamstrings are, are to me, it's a roll of the dice kind of injury. You really don't know how long that thing is, is going to take the heal. I've dealt with a number of players who have had hamstring injuries, and there really is no rhyme or reason as to when that hamstring is going to be healthy enough for the guys to come back and it not become an issue. And there is a sense that the Celtics, you know, again, they, the timing wasn't right uh, for him to come back when he did, as far as that hamstring being 100% healthy. Uh, every time you ask Ime about Jalen, he reiterates the fact that they're not going to rush him back. They want him to be 100% healthy. And that is, to me, it's, it's a low-key but not in-your-face way of saying he wasn't 100% when he came back, and we're not going to run that risk again. And fortunately for him, the Celtics have been pretty damn good uh, filling, the, filling in the gap without having a guy like Jalen Brown uh, yeah. available. And, and there's a lot of guys who have really kind of stepped their games up. Uh, but one thing he did so just kind of, you know, just kind of putting, you know, closing that book on an injury note, Al Horford, he should be back in the lineup for the Lakers, as well as Romeo Langford, it should be available, which, again, that, that's that's a good thing for the Celtics team because the Lakers, I mean, they they look kind of like trash right now, if we're, if we're being honest. More kind of like that, yes. They do. <laughs> You're right. But as long as LeBron James has air in in his lungs and he can play the damn game. They won't I don't put anything past that team of, of just really, you know, playing one of their better games. And let's be honest, they got embarrassed in Boston. They got their asses whipped mm-hmm. badly. And you better believe LeBron James ain't forgot about that. And you better believe Anthony Davis and company are mindful of that. And so the Celtics, they're really going to have to play, I would say, as good, if not better, than they did when they beat the Lakers, you know, back at the TD Guard. And, and how they played most recently against Portland, where, you know, I mean, the, the first – five six seven minutes of the game I mean it was it was like uh something I've never seen this team do where they made 14 of the first 15 shots which is unheard of I mean guys in an open gym who are really good shooters aren't that efficient and you had everyone jacking them shots and knocking them down then so uh the Lakers game is gonna be tough there's no doubt about it no doubt and in a relevant fact this is also the first game where that building will not be named the Staples Center yeah, I'm still there. getting. I, I, it's going to take me a I'm while. I'm still calling it the Staples Center. <laughs> I mean, damn man, that that my mama called the Staples Center. And, and right, that's what I'm, I'm going to call it the Staples Center until, they, until yeah. someone says you can't call it the Staples Center no more. Uh, crypto, I, uh, or whatever. The, not crypto. That's the other crypto. one. Crypto.com. I think that's it. I just I just can't get. I can't. It's too long of a word. Not a fan. Oh, yeah. Even though they're paying money to have that name there, obviously. But well, yeah, and it doesn't kick into Christmas. So, <laughs> yes. it doesn't, so, so, so we good. Yeah, it's a nameless building technically until December twenty fifth. Wow! Wow! The orphan. The, we should call it the orphan arena because <laughs> they got they, they got no family. They got no. Right. But uh, it's going to be a good game. It, it's going to be a really good game, and a, and a big part of that game is a big part of every game for the Celtics. Jason Tatum, uh, he's been playing quite well. Um, quite well lately. Um, what, what, I mean, what do you? What's your take on what Jalen is, or excuse me, Jason is doing right now that that stands out? I think he plays well every other episode. <laughs> so I don't know if it's us. I just want more consistency. But as you mentioned on this West Coast trip, he's looked really good. And obviously, when you talk about Jason Tatum, a lot of times you hear the conversation of Kobe and how that's been someone he's looked up to. And I think it's it's fair to say that every L.A. game that they have against the Lakers, he definitely brings 
a different type of energy to those games because of various reasons. So I think he'll play well against the Lakers, but they just need to close out that West Coast trip and come back and bring that consistency to the TD Garden as well. Yeah, the, the one thing about the Celtics lately is that they've been really good at both ends of the floor. Their offense mm-hmm. has been, you know, probably top five, top ten the last ten or so games. Defense has been really, really good for the last few weeks. And so the ability to impact the game at a high level, both ends of the floor, is a big part of why this team is successful. And it's a big part of why they have been able to really uh, be successful without having a Jalen Brown in the mix because they've got so many other guys that have stepped up and contributed. I mean, you know, we, we, we joke around about Grant Williams. Uh, for the longest time, but damn it, Grant is putting in some work. Uh, Grant, he has been, you know, statistically speaking, flirting with that 50, 40, 90, uh, you know, stat line, which is really one of the hardest stat lines for any NBA player to have throughout for for like a month, let alone an entire season. And yet Grant, his numbers have been, for the most part, pretty consistent as far as being a guy shooting around 50% from the field, around 40% from three-point range, and 90% from the free throw line. And there are lots of theories about why he's doing that. And I try to keep, I've tried to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf when you talk about Grant and it's really, he's like literally making wide open shots. And as, as, as much as, you know, you want to say, Oh, you know, he might be coming up with strategy and, and Tatum is getting him the ball. He'll know. He's just making open shots. And as Mm -hmm. crazy as it sounds, that's the, that's the secret sauce to what he's doing. Now, yeah, and you me, made the point a few episodes ago that these teams haven't put him into no their game plan, so they're still no just like, I mean, we'll give him one shot. Okay, we'll give him two shots, and then five, six, seven shots later, then they realize, oh, maybe we should guard Grant, but it's too late it, by then. Yeah, they're, they're treating Grant like like his name is Sherrod Blakely or something out there. Just let him shoot. <laughs> Let that dude shoot. We ain't got to worry about him. Soon as matter of fact, as soon as he shoot, we're going to the basket to get the rebound. That's how they're treating Grant. And the, the level of disrespect that yeah. they're giving Grant is is I I love it because he is he's making so many teams look silly. Yeah. How you gonna leave a guy open with six, seven, eight shots a night and he's making like five? How you gonna do that? Like it doesn't make sense. Well, and I tell you what, Portland. They tried to do a little bit of adjustment, but then Grant, and this is this is the thing about Grant that I, I think as the season progresses, we may be seeing more and more of this. Grant had a counter to the wide open shot. And he, he had the ball, was wide open, took a little longer than I thought he should have, gave a little head fake, guy comes flying at him, two dribbles, baseline jumper. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Grant, two dribble pull-up floater in the baseline? Exactly. And so Grant has done an amazing job of just really expanding his game and starting to show signs that, you know, we we talk a lot about him knocking on open shots, but he it sounds it, it seems as though he's got a plan when teams are starting to try to defend him on other ways that he can impact scoring. And he's always been a really good passer to begin with. Uh, but it's it's really good to see him uh be more than just a warm body on the floor. Uh, he's actually yeah. making shots. He's defending, I think, a little bit better. Uh, defense, I, you know, he. I don't like when he gets switched out on guards because, bless his heart, he tries. He yeah. really does. But, yeah, but he, he he has a lot of trouble in that. I think he still has more trouble in that than I feel comfortable with. But um, you know who hasn't really had a lot of trouble? Dennis Schroeder. 
Yeah. He comes up a lot on this episode on this podcast as well. We have yeah. our like MVPs this season already. <laughs> right now, I mean, he, I don't know if I would say he's the MVP because Tatum is, damn, he's pretty Oh, no, no, I'm not saying he is, but we have our, our favorites when we talk on this. Oh, our podcast, podcast MVP is probably Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably Schroeder. He's probably the MVP. Most improved, Grant Williams. Um, yes. We should uh, give out awards. Yeah. Best, most liked, probably Marcus Smart. At least that's for me. I love Marcus. Almost Alex liked by the podcast. Alex. What's that? Most liked by the podcast or by? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Or Al, maybe Al. Yeah, I mean that's a bias. It, it is. <laughs> I go front. Right. <laughs> I, there is, but uh, but back to Schroeder. I mean Schroeder is playing really, really well. He's done it as a starter. He's done it coming off the bench, and. I'm just trying to get a sense of how is this all going to look when you got all your pieces healthy, where you've got Jalen back in the mix and you got Al playing more and you're looking to get Romeo out there a few more minutes. How is Schroeder going to adjust or adapt to maybe not having as much PT as he's got right now? That's his strength, though. The fact that he has been able to adjust, whether he's coming off the bench or starting, he brings what the team needs in all of those needed moments. So moving forward it doesn't even seem like it matters where Ime puts him in the lineup because he's going to, it seems as though he's going to continue to perform. I think it'll just come to a point where I would imagine he'll want more starting minutes. And that's where it could get a little hectic if Jalen is fully back and, and he's not getting as much time as he wants on the floor, but we don't know the future with Jalen. So that's why it shouldn't even be relevant at this point. Right, but that but not knowing the future is part of the issue. We don't know the future. Exactly. And exactly. Jalen doesn't know the future. And you, exactly. you have the, the I mean the to me the, the, the comfort food for the Celtics right now is knowing that without Jalen, you got guys who've been able to step in. It's still good. But yeah. at some point, and, and Ime knows this, he's been around the league long enough to notice that when you are missing a key central figure on your on your team, there's gonna come a game okay. where all those backups are gonna remind us why they backups. And the guy that's like one of your pillars who's not there, you're going to realize, damn, we've been, we've been kind of playing with house money. And now there's only so many rolls of the dice where you can get 70 left. There's only so many sevens you can roll. Uh, and, and at some point. Is unintended because it's number seven? You like that? You see that? that? You don't, no, I don't think you actually thought about that. See? You didn't even know what you were saying. So why did I say <laughs> I seven and not 11? I'm for that. Okay, because Kwani. number 11 is not who we're talking about. But continue. Okay, Kwani. You got the credit for that. I'll, I'll put I'll put that in, in your in your account, that you get yes. credit for that. And, and while we're talking about credit, um, our sponsor, betonline.ag, uh, they, again, that had, they've got you covered for all seasons. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, it's the number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head out and check out the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code CLNS50. And while you're there, make sure you check out all the different odds and ends on basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. See fighting in any of your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the games start. And speaking of uh, games. The world sounds like it's ending outside of my window, but we move on. I heard the weather in, in, in New England is not great right about now. Oh, my now. gosh. Y'all keep me in your prayers. 
It's scary outside. Kwani, uh, you're going to be all right. You're going to so be all dramatic. right. <laughs> you are way, way dramatic. But don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. I'll let you continue. We were going to so, talk about Lakers. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about your team, the Lakers. Nah, I'm just messing. Kwani's um, <laughs> like, what? No, the, 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 the Lakers, obviously, you know, they, they got a bit of a scare last week when LeBron James entered uh, COVID protocol. And lo and behold, LeBron... Just like that. Magically. Wow. Apparently he took, I guess there was a, a false positive and, and there, there were some results where the, the results were, were mixed. And he ultimately wound up I, from reportedly taking eight tests uh, within a very short period of time. I didn't realize that they could crank them out like that um, and get you the results as quickly as they did. Uh, it's. I mean, how many times have we seen you know certain players on certain teams? We ain't gonna mention no name, Celtics. Yeah. Uh, we gotta wait forever to damn right. day to get results. And LeBron, it's like he, he get magical. Yeah, it's like he, it's like he got that TSA you know fast track lane <laughs> act going on where he don't gotta stand in. Yeah, yeah, like he got that. Like he got that. You know, I'm not gonna mention any other airlines in their fast track because right. they they're not getting that yeah, plug. But right. you're he right. Got, he yeah. is the fast pass of the NBA. Whatever LeBron yeah. gets done. So why are we surprised that he was able to take eight rapid tests and conveniently? And I'm not saying that it's not true, but if someone were to be a conspiracy theorist, this is the time where you shrug and scratch <laughs> your head a little bit and try to figure out what's going on because it just because I'm really like, damn, eight tests. Always ready for Boston. Remember the last game? He was cleared the day of. For yeah. that Celtics game, so well, he, I don't yeah. know. The NBA yeah, well, knows knows. What they want. He knows. Le- 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 LeBron gonna make damn sure. It, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't know if he's ever missed a game against the Celtics since he's been in LA. That's my point because yeah. the NBA needs Boston versus LA. It could be the worst Celtics team in the world. It could just be LeBron carrying the team on their back. But the NBA, ESPN, ABC, all of these corporations want to have Boston, LA on their air. So right. it just seems really convenient that they always get those games. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting to to hear LeBron grumbling gripe about the whole COVID protocol process. Yeah, um, and I, I always find that interesting because when the league comes up with these rules and regulations, who do they tell before they tell the media? The players. Yeah, you know this is what they do. Right. It, it, now, now, whether you paid attention when they were telling you, whether you read the email, right. that's a different story. I can't answer that equa- that question. All I do know is there is an undeniable truth that you knew this is what they do. Now, now because it affect you, it's not so good. Now it's it's something uh, I don't know if we do. Stop. It's you know you you start to feel some of that. Um, LeBron doesn't really understand the freedom that he has. Mm. Yes, Kwani. Yes, Kwani. You want credit for that one too? No. <laughs> you, you want you want some that like that so catching that one too? Beautifully petty. The way you just did that. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, got yeah. that. Which oh, yeah, I think absolutely. we should talk about freedom again. Yeah, that's getting interesting. I tell you what, we were, when we were in Portland, and obviously he he played there, and so he, he already had a built-in fan base. But mm-hmm. yo, it was I mean, Freedom Mania was running wild. In Portland, there were two very distinct sections of the arena that had like a big, you know, Ennis Cantor flag. And I guess they didn't get the memo that he changed the name. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
Ennis, before the game, went up into the stands and actually talked to them and took pictures. And he did. And it was like, I get it. But I'm it, remembering that this is a visual medium, so I'm making sure to control my facial reaction to this. It's too late, Kwan. You, it, it's too late. You, you are so bad at that. You had to see uh, ten minutes ago. You had the Academy Award, and now look at you. You, you just like, lost it. You just, you just went off Broadway with this one. Before you was at like, uh, before you were at, you know, you were at the spot. You, you were, you were you talking were, to the fans. Continue. Yeah, you, so he's talking to the fans, and he's you know, doing that. And and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know. I'm, up there with my camera, taking pictures and and you know tweeting about it, and I, I I get his what he's trying to do. I'm just not sure the way that he's kind of going about it um, is going to have the impact that he's looking for. Um, because ultimately, whether you whether you agree with what he's doing, ultimately I think we all want to see a lot of the social justice initiatives that he's fighting for come to fruition. And I'm not sure if the the way that he's kind of going about it is the best way to do that. You know, I mean, I, I like, you know, he, he he's talked uh, a number of times about Nike and their role in all this, which, again, I, there's no argument about that. Yeah. But here's the funny part about that. You do know you got teammates who are getting checks from Nike. Right. And so it's like you want to put LeBron on blast about his correlate, his connection with Nike. Yeah. But you do realize that the roof that you under, the fellows that you rock with. Yeah. Some of them are kind of on the Nike payroll, too. And, and so I, I haven't really got a sense of how he's been able to distinguish between those two factions other than yeah. they my teammates and he not. And, yeah. and if that's if that's how you view. OK, cool. I have no issue with that uh, personally. But I do know if you're looking at this from the outside, and you're thinking like, damn, he coming at Nike kind of hard. And, and you may agree with that, but you're not challenging your teammates in that process too so it's it's a very it's a very complicated matter there's no question about it lots of different layers to it and Mm -hmm. i don't think that there is an absolute right way to do it and an absolute wrong way to do it but to ask questions and and try to get answers about just the process i think that is fair game when you are as outspoken on these particular issues as he is uh I, i can't remember the last time you know the last week where i haven't seen him on at least one major global network network exactly right we're not we're not talking about local we're talking like national television and i'm not giving him any plugs because i ain't gonna do that um but we but we all know we've seen him on the various networks before yeah someone on twitter pointed out that he one of his tweets where he was calling jeremy lynn out it said sent from iphone and one of the biggest platforms he's had right now is calling out china iphones we all know mostly are made in china so how do you distinguish, like you mentioned, what you're going to stand behind, whether that be calling out Nike, calling out the Chinese government? There are so many different layers, like you mentioned. But another thing that I think he hasn't realized is that you can't keep going through these different routes of trying to call people out. The fact that he called out Jeremy Lin seemed way out of left field. Yes, Jeremy Lin is of Taiwanese descent, but he was born in California. Why are you calling out an American, Chinese-American, so to speak, person, player, for not calling out their country? That seemed a little bit, that's like someone calling me out for Haiti's dictate, you know, Haiti having a dictatorship or someone when they assassinated the president of Haiti. How can I, yes, there is, you know, so much I could do vocally and, you know, have that social activism. But I just think it's unfair for him to, the way he's calling out different athletes, in kind of putting it on the onus on them. I do know we've talked about the fact that there are players that have said they wanted to be vocal. We mentioned last week how 
a lot of people came out of the NBA bubble and didn't necessarily show that support that they had for social justice. But the way that he's going about it, I think the best way to sum it up is Gary Washburn and Jamel Hill both wrote columns about the approach that he's taking. And Jamel specifically said that he's just letting himself be used. And I think a lot of the rhetoric that he has been spewing does seem to be as though he's being used. I watched one of his most recent appearances and he's clearly reading something that someone had a script, someone had written for him or whether he had written it himself to have notes, but it just seemed very strategic. I don't know what the end goal is for all of this, but it doesn't sit well with me because I just think that again, there's so much activism that needs to be done in the U S as well. Calling out China. Yes. That may be, you know, make some kind of effort, but I don't know if it's going to solve the big picture problem of social justice that he's claiming to stand for. Yeah. And and I guess that that's, that's the one thing that I haven't heard as much of lately as I thought I would from him. And and that is since you are an American citizen now, uh, I would just, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that you would be taking on some of the social justice causes within the country that you are a citizen of. Uh, And that doesn't mean you ignore what's happening in China. That doesn't mean you pretend as if some of those other issues aren't important because they are. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely has every right in the world to speak out on those issues and try to draw as much attention. Because again, the ultimate goal, I think for all of us in, in some way, shape or form is to bring about more equitable uh, fair treatment for all citizens, uh, whether you're an American, whether you're, uh, you know, a, a eight year old, you know, in, in China who's making four cents, you know, for an hour making mm-hmm. shoes for whatever company. But yeah, there, there has to be an acknowledgement that the country that you just officially signed up to be a part of, while great, on lots of levels. I mean, when you start looking at the things that we can do in this country and you start stacking it up against other countries, it, I don't even think it's close. We have a great country, but let's not pretend this is utopia. Let's not pretend as if we ain't got some flaws. Let's not pretend if, as if we don't have some things that we need to get better at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the impression that he's not really, I think, in baking into his political agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 very, it feels very much like, the U.S. is perfect. We don't do anything wrong. China, you're bad. Turkey, all these other countries, you're bad. But we're in America, we're perfect. And that's just not reality. That's and there not should reality. be a red flag when the same networks or people that told LeBron James to just shut up and dribble are all of a sudden applauding you as a patriot and a hero. He's made some really good points about the activism that he's trying to promote against China. The IOC actually just said not the IOC, the U.S. is actually putting a diplomatic ban on the Olympics that are coming up in 2022 as a result, not as a result of his protest, but as a result of the human right issues that are going on there. But at the same time, again, there's so many different things that are going on in the United States that if one athlete can say something about Black people and having rights in the United States and they're being shut down for that, and then yet you're spewing out something that's completely different from that rhetoric and people are applauding you. I don't know. I just feel as though there should be some kind of alert system that says, why is it that everyone hates when LeBron James speaks up against racism, but then whenever you're coming at anybody else, it's okay. And that's the issue I think at the core of the United States, not to get, you know, too political on it, but 
it's not even politics. It's really just human rights. When but people will make it into political conversation because that's always how it ends up being. Well, that's what we do as Americans. I mean that that's that that's as American as America can be. Uh, and and so and, and and I don't subscribe to that. I don't like that. But I recognize that that that's who we are. And I, I guess that's kind of where uh, it gets a little bit interesting for me because I don't think that there's a full embrace of who we are. Uh, as as Americans, when when mm-hmm. Ennis is talking about the United States, uh, that and again he he talks all about a lot of the positives, and there are positives. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no one is saying that this country is crap. No one is saying I that. I'm a child of immigrants. Of course, I'm grateful to be in the United States. But I am not a child of immigrants. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm thankful for your immigrant parents because if they didn't come here, you wouldn't be here. That's true. Uh, Brennan up up in up in this up in my little Zoom action here. Right, but uh. Again, I, I just, I, I just, I would like the conversation to be a little bit more wholesome, be a little yeah. bit more encompassing of some of the issues that are not only affecting outside of our country, but also within the framework. But speaking of issues, yes. Once the Celtics get done with the Lakers, they got the Clippers, who got some issues of their own. They, they're playing on Monday night. They're playing at. Portland and coming into that game, they have lost three of the previous four. So that is another winnable game. And obviously they close out the trip, you know, at Phoenix, mm-hmm. not quite not as win. winnable. <laughs> right. When I, yeah. When I think about like, what's the worst case scenario for you to have to finish out a West coast road trip, this will be it. Having to play yeah. Phoenix on the yeah. last game before you head back home. Mm. Um, so that the Celtics, but again, I think the Celtics have done a lot of good things on this road trip, and I think they're they're going to find a way to come back with a with a winning road record. So they've got to win a couple two of these last uh, couple games, which I think they can absolutely win. I think they can sweep both LA teams. Which uh, again, I don't know how confident I would have been of that. Let's say I don't know a month ago. Yeah, but I feel really good about that. Even with, even if LeBron has a LeBron like game, I still think that that, that team has enough flaws. Where they're beatable, and the Clippers. That's why it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and the Clippers just aren't playing good basketball right now. And for the Celtics, you know, you're playing a. This is the best kind of back to back, where you're literally in the same room, yeah. same hotel room. You ain't got to travel other than to do practice and back. That's mm-hmm. it. You ain't got to get on a plane. You ain't got to pack the You ain't got to tuck away the little hotel shampoos in your bag and, and hit the road. You ain't got to do none of that. I don't think they have to do that. that. Just let's be honest about that. With the, okay. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant reminded us you can always keep lotion nearby. That's Just true. saying. You're um, right. <laughs> I, I don't know how long it's going to be until I can look at Kevin Durant and not think, did he oh lotion today? Did he moisturize? <laughs> if anyone. Is that a protein? I hope he's not. It's a great chance for him to make some money. Let's be honest. If a if a lotion company said KD, we got you. Oh, these players need you need to be like an agent, marketing manager, whatever. That is look easy. Sniper can make easy money off off of this one, Uh, and 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 it's it will be funny. I mean, I already have the commercial in my head, and it's making me smile (laughs) because it's so damn hilarious. Capitalize off of this, just like when. Jason Tatum was trying to, well, when he was doing the Taco J thing, that was his first all-star appearance. Taco Bell fumbled the bag with that one. They They really could have had a big deal. And they didn't even, I don't even think they really pursued it. 
No, they did. It, and, was, and, and, it was embarrassing. Yeah. And then you had a company like Ruffles over there looking well, like, right. allow us to introduce that's myself. Come with us. That's wild. I'm still, I, it, that's them. Yeah, that's that was, that was, a, yeah, they, they dropped the ball on that. They <laughs> absolutely did. Absolutely did. But um, that being said, Celtics coming on a home stretch here, this West Coast trip, looking good, playing good basketball, uh, even without Jalen Brown, uh, who will be back when, who the hell knows. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But I, I, I'm with Emay on this one, and, and, and from the standpoint, I don't want him to come back any sooner than he needs every to. test that you run to see whether he's he's good to go. I want to triple check every one of them. Yeah. I don't. Want, I want to feel as though when he comes back that he is not. He has gone above and beyond the minimum for us to be comfortable with him returning because mm-hmm. he's so important to this team. That's when you get to the playoffs, you're going to need guys who can get their own shots. And no disrespect to Tatum. But Jalen Brown is a better finisher at the rim than Tatum. Tatum is a better scorer. Tatum has a better, I think, all-around shot-making game. But in terms of getting downhill, getting to the cup and finishing, Jalen Brown is better. And they're getting good play out of Schroeder in that regard. But I like the idea of having Schroeder giving me that in a more limited capacity because he's strengthened Yeah, it makes him so much better. Mm -hmm. And Jalen, again, Jalen, if he continues to do what he do – Things are going to look very – this team could really get things going and, and be a much bigger threat uh, coming out of the East and going deep into the playoffs in the East than I think most people anticipate, especially after the kind of start they had. So, but Dylan I'm, shouldn't come back before he's ready because no. God forbid he does and that just continues to aggravate whatever issues he has. It's, mm. it's not worth it. If you want yeah. to make it to the playoffs and be strong in the playoffs, let him rest. I think this team right now can – make it to the playoffs without him, so to speak. Not to say that he's replaceable, but I think if they can at least hold out until he's really fully back, then that would make, I think, a lot of sense. It would make a ton of sense for them. Um, so Jalen, I, uh, again, when he comes back, I'm not worried about him fitting back in because I think he's seen enough of this team and what they're doing now yeah. to kind of recognize what he can bring to the table. Uh, and, and so I, I don't think that's going to be necessarily – uh, as big an issue, I think some people might think. Uh, I love what I'm seeing from Tatum. Tatum is recognizing he's giving the game what it needs. And what they need from him is to get other guys involved. Uh, Marcus Smart is taking fewer threes, and I think that, that in part is because he's getting the ball in his hands more. Uh, whereas before, it's like, you know, when he got the ball, it was just like, oh, damn, I need to take this shot because yeah. I don't know when I'm going to get this shot yeah. yeah. Now – Trusting his teammates a little bit. Yes, yes, and that, and that's and again, that's part of the growth process for him. It's not going to be a you know a straight up the mountain climb. I mean, there are going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. He's going to have some setbacks, but I think Tatum, when you look at where he was at the start of the season, you look at where he's at now in terms of recognizing uh, how to get his teammates involved and just still being an, an elite scorer. I think he's trending in the right direction, but I would like to see him shoot the rock a little bit better than he is now. And I don't know whether that's because he's, he's exerting so much more energy trying to get other guys' shots or whether it's just simply he's finally hit some type of shooting slump, something that he really didn't have much of up to this point in his career. Uh, so uh, Tatum, you know, he's the key to all of this. There, there's no getting around that. And I'm glad to see him, you know, finally, you know, well, I don't want to say finally. I'm glad to see him trending in the right direction and really giving some good, good stuff to the game. And speaking of good stuff, Kwani, what you got coming up? For NBC 10. Now let's talk about good stuff. Well, I don't... 
Uh, no, it's not. It doesn't count. Our next local lowdown is in Jamaica Plain. Yeah, that much stuff going on. Yeah, yeah because we we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. No, no, yes. I'll, put, I'll give y'all the priority. The priority is Jamaica Plain. That's the next place that I'm spotlighting. So if you follow me on Twitter and you have any spots, it doesn't have to just be food spots that you go to in JP. Let me know. But until then, stay tuned because that's going to be my next neighborhood that I feature, and I'm excited to get to know the people in the neighborhood of Jamaica Plain. That's cool. It. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. Bleacher Report. Uh, gotta ask, this, is, this is just crazy. I, I have a couple of features that I did on some players on the rise, and they're hurt. Uh, I will not tell you who they are. <laughs> but wow. needless to say, we had to put those stories in the freezer for a little bit and, and thought them out when these guys get back. Uh, so we got some... So we got some, uh, you know, it's like when you have a little too much turkey at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and yep. you ain't going to eat it. So you just put it in the freezer and you throw it out a little bit later. It's hopefully be- it tastes the same when it comes out the freezer. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. So hopefully we'll be able to thaw those out uh, soon. Okay. Uh, working on a couple of different things for Ebony, uh, one of which will be a movie review that will come out later this week. And one of the stars in the uh the movie, which I believe it'll be on Netflix, uh, is a Boston University grad. So I'll, I'll have actually. I'm not, hmm? What movie is it? I can't tell you. I can't uh-huh. tell you. It's coming out Friday. It, the, the actual movie, it will, or it will. Is it a black movie? movie? It's a movie. Oh my it's gosh. I and wanted, it's got well, lots of different people in it, Kwani. It's a I multicultural joint. I just discovered this show on Amazon Prime and admittedly watched it in one day. It's called Harlem and it has Megan Good in it. And it's phenomenal. I'll check that out since you yeah, said the game. I, I knew saying Megan Good would just, yeah. Yeah, game changer. Oh, I yeah. really, I really liked that show. I hope they have a second season. Okay. Now, and this was on this was on Netflix. No, it's on Amazon Video. Okay. On Video. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check yeah. it out. Um, well, that is it for this week's A List podcast. Uh, we will be back next week, uh, hopefully on talking about an amazingly awesome West Coast trip for the Boston Celtics. Or not. Or not. Um, but they're they're in good shape. I mean, they're only like two or three games. This is crazy. They're only like three, three and a half games out of first in the East. Uh, so literally, they could have a strong finish to this week. And we could be talking about the first place Boston Celtics a week from now, which is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. People said um, the same about the Patriots, and look at them now, so... True. Mac Jones looking like, yeah, he like that dude. Like one of them Jones boys. He's playing like one of them Jones boys. He's killing it. Uh, but the game is a little bit closer now, you know, and, and, and it'll, it'll be a close game at, at the end. I fully expect that because Buffalo is a good team. So um, anyway. He's still one. Okay. Exactly. Well. Andrew Blakely, Cornier Lunas. This is the A-List Podcast, and we will see you and talk to you next week. We're out.